Are the Mets really seven and one? They might be eight and one by the time this podcast is uh, released, Phil. That's unbelievable. It is unbelievable, man. New York's flipped upside down. Yeah, unfortunately, in the wrong way for my team. For your team, it's upside down. For my team, it's just right. I mean, the Yankees are 500. The Yan- uh, the Mets might be... An ugly 500. It, ugly 500. An ugly 500. It feels worse than 500. Yep. But the Mets, by the time this episode is released, they're up 4-2 at this very moment of us speaking. It might be 8-1 by this morning. Best record in baseball? The Red Sox are 8-1 too, I believe. So Yeah. You're up there with the Red Sox. I mean, the Mets have only played one crappy Florida team. That's the right, Red, I want to I mean, the Mets have only played one the crappy. The Red Sox and Mets are the best record in baseball. That's yeah. exactly <laughs> how I want it. I envision my April to start. Is this a Yankees fan's nightmare so far? Nah, no panic button. It's over 10 games in. That's what I appreciate about you, Phil. Our man Mike Palmisano, he's like hitting the panic button every other day. But you Yankees fans, you know, you might be a little miserable right now, but you'll be fine, right? We'll get into it, but we got to ride the wave. That's it, man. All right, this is Sports Block New York Podcast. Phil DeMeo, Pete Kennedy, in with you today. Mets and Yankees with some NBA sprinkled at the end. Stay tuned. What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Sports Blog New York podcast, like I mentioned in the open. Pete Kennedy here, your host, joined with co founder, founder of sportsblognewyork.com, Phil DeMeo. Phil, what's up, dude? I uh, good weekend. Um, play a little golf, watch a little golf. Watch. Played some golf, watch some golf. Yeah, a little cold out, but you know, I got the swings in. It's April. I tra- get them in. Tradition like no other. Tradition like no other. Uh, if you listened to last week's episode, I sat down with my man Nate Stupar, linebacker of the New Orleans Saints. Chatted uh, with him for about 45 minutes. A real live football player. A real NFL football player. Uh, it was really cool to talk to him. So if you didn't listen to that yet, go back to the Sports Blog New York podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts app, Google Play, SoundCloud. You can find it on sportsblognewyork.com as well. I, I watch my I listen to my podcast on Overcast app. Overcast very, app. Very good app. Yeah, people some people use that yeah. Pocket Cast as another yeah, one. It's, it's, every, it's a clean app. Yeah. There there all there's all yeah. these types of apps. So anywhere mm-hmm. where you listen to podcasts, uh, you can find the Sports Blog New York podcast. So check that out. Listen to the interview with Nate Stuber. I thought it was a good one. I had a lot of fun talking to him. Uh, and hopefully you will have a, fun, a lot of fun listening. But that's not why we're here today. Nope. That's not why. We're here to talk about the Mets, that the streaking hot Mets, and the meddling Yankees. And then later on, Phil and I are going to break down uh, some of this NBA playoff action that's going to be coming up, as well as make our award picks. It's award, award season. It's award season, yep. baby. So that's always fun. Uh, any any awards? Don't give a, a, away what your pick is. But any awards sticking out to you that are super interesting this year? Um, I'm riding the Philly wave. Who isn't right yeah. now? Yeah. It's hard not to. It, seriously. I mean, people are picking them to, like, really contend in the playoffs. People are seriously picking them. I mean, it all depends on matchups, right? That's what NBA is all about, matchups. And yeah. if Embiid's playing, we'll get into later, if Embiid's playing, they're a very hard matchup. Who guards that guy? Yeah. One eye, right? I don't know. We'll, we'll pick, we're picking our defensive player of the year later, so maybe that guy might have a, a chance. But we're like we said, NBA coming later. Right now, we need to talk about the Mets and the Yankees. And, Phil, if you don't mind, I would like to – start off with the New York Mets because we did our Yankees preview last week, right? And I'm a little or two weeks ago now. I'm a little upset. I went on vacation. I was in Colorado. Uh did you I deserve got, it? Uh, it was fantastic a uh, fantastic vacation, but I had the interview with Nate Stupar and we didn't get around to the Mets preview before the season started. I figured, yeah, we'll just do it like a week or two in. It'll be no big deal. No, no, but, nothing will change in a week, right? Oh, but but now there's no right way we can do a fair preview because the Mets are freaking they're yeah. hot right now. Very hot. Could you? Did you see any of this coming? No, I thought they didn't make much moves in the offseason. Jay Bruce, the big guy, Adrian Gonzalez, a couple of guys. I feel like all of their hitters, besides Rosario and Corfordo, their best baseball is behind them. That's how I honestly felt. Mm-hmm. I think it's a fair criticism, fair observation of the Mets. And you know, we're ten games in right now, and they're they're gelling. They're getting big hits, big spots, pitches coming together as it, as it should be. As I've seen constructed from their, their from their uh, pitching. Um, I don't watch every Met game like you do. My most fans do, but I've heard Mickey Calloway's a stud. Yeah, that's true. Can you, he looks can like you can test Mickey Calloway. Looks like Jimmy Kimmel. He, well, Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, he's a, he's a good looking guy though. This yeah. Mickey Calloway. I mean, I tweeted a couple weeks ago, basically just saying I'm I'm glad that the Mets have a leader with some swag. You know, Mickey right. Calloway's 42 years old. He he looks like he could still throw in the league almost. Yeah. Like he's in shape. And he looks calm, cool, collected, and that's all you can ask for from a manager. And Terry Collins, you know, 
he rubbed a lot of Mets fans the wrong way. It's, it's, fr- it's a breath of fresh air. Exactly. And he was old school. He was a little bit uh, angsty at times, just like ripping on the media, going back at them. Mickey Calloway just seems like a guy who's just ready to just be even keeled. Mm-hmm. And that is something that is big for Mets fans in general. Because Mets are on a roller coaster at all times. No, I think with the Mets and Yankees, both um, Girardi and Collins, they're just worn out in the media. You could tell just, you know, I'll hear from anybody. Girardi's here for 10 years. How long was Collins here for? Oh around, man, around ten, little probably close, probably close maybe 10. like seven. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, so he's in New York for ten years straight, and the highs and lows of New York baseball that that will get to you. Oh, so man. let's see Mickey Calloway and Aaron, even Aaron Boone to go to media to spite his teams. You know, he has, he stays there, answers all the questions, doesn't really you know word his way around answers. So the question, but let's see what happens in, in July and August or right. July twenty twenty. Let's see how long this lasts for. Is Aaron Boone still going to be willing to take fifty questions Fletcher in Carl, three Santa, years and yeah. eight years? You know, yeah. Um, but real quick, you mentioned these guys who the Mets picked up. Um, Adrian Gonzalez comes to mind because of that big grand slam he hit on Sunday. But then there's Todd Frazier. Mm-hmm. Then there's, like you said, Jay Bruce, who, who who felt like such an underwhelming signing. And I think the optimist Met fan out there really said, you know what? He's actually not super expensive. He is a guy who hits 25 home runs. I've always liked him. Year. I when he got him the first time, when you signed him, when the Indians got him, he's a good baseball player. And you want him in your lineup. Clearly, he wanted to be back, which is which is a huge thing. And I think that, so far, has been my biggest point of emphasis with the Mets, is that these people look like they want to be here. And I think it starts with Cespedes. So they're talking on the broadcast yesterday. I kind of find it interesting watching my, my Mets, I should say, yep, on, na- on the national broadcast, because you get a different perspective. And they're talking about how Cespedes, you know, he, he gave up the 500-pound uh, squats and lifting crazy amount of weights and picked up more yoga, and he's trying to be flexible. Yeah. And he's, the YC-52 workout? Yeah, sure. CB12? Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the YC-52. Um, and he looks a little bit slimmer. He looks like he's moving better, and he's been smiling. Even he's been playing with the flu or something for the past couple of days, yeah. and he's still you know going 0 for 12 before hitting a walk-off or a game winner, and uh, he's still smiling through the whole thing. So it starts with him. And they all look like they want to be here. Do you do you give any of that credit to the likes of Todd Frazier, to the likes of Gonzalez and Jay Bruce, who've just been around the block, who chose to be here, or in Adrian Gonzalez's case, didn't really have another choice? He, he could have said, I don't want to play here. Release me. They would have released him. Right. So do you think any of this early hot start comes to a revamped locker room with a new coach and, and professionals in the Mets locker room? Definitely a combination of both. Uh, I don't follow like, the, the players on social media. I feel like, are they getting along? You, I, when Yankees even last year, you could tell these guys like each other. Oh, yeah. They loved each other. Yeah. So do you see the same feeling with the Mets right now? It feels like it. It yeah. really does. It feels like the pitchers are, are all refreshed, and then it feels like Cespedes with a smile on his face. He's even talking English. Yeah. He's talking English to some reporters. Yeah. Like Little things like that kind of has to lift the spirits a little bit, right? Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's like I'm, in baseball, maybe because you're together from February to October – then in September, you have to like each other. You really have to. In basketball, oh, yeah. I think it's, it's only twelve guys. You know, you you know, it's very one player centric. Football, I'm not sure. I mean, I would love to ask our next football player on. Does chemistry really mean that much? I remember Joe Thomas um, said, "Oh, chemistry's a little overblown." Mm. But in baseball, I feel like if you don't like the guys you're with every single day, traveling the country with, it's gonna be hard to you know pull wings there and tra- you gotta roof each other. You gotta like. You got to bond. If you play baseball, like it's you got to spend a true. whole lot of time yeah. with the people. <laughs> the Mets are doing that. Like you said last year, there's no reason why this team can't compete for the whole season. And another guy who I didn't mention yet is a guy who was here last year, and he was the opposite. He was a little bit irritated last year. I was Drupal Cabrera was being asked to switch positions mid-season. He was uh, you know, a little banged up. He wasn't completely healthy. Now he's bought into playing second base. He he knows that his best shortstop days are behind him, and Ahmed Rosario his glove is legit, yep. and he, he's happy and willing to be that six-hole hitter or wherever he's batting right now and play second base. Mm-hmm. And a, something little like that, Reyes off the bench, he's not worried about trying to stick in a lineup right now. There's there's some consistency here, and there's no one who is yet to be you know all pissed off about stuff. Yeah. And yeah, that, but that's they're huge. also 8-1. And, and they're 8-1, and so, so no adversity yet. Yeah. But even like look, think about Matt Harvey for a second. And he's a guy who's super interesting. He threw, I thought, decently on Sunday. Yeah. But he looks revitalized. He looks revamped. Do you think Matt Harvey is the type of guy who is trying to pitch better this season off of his personal pride and wanting to just be a good pitcher or because he knows it's a contract year? I just be a little bit of both. A little bit of both? Yeah. Um, but again, if you're in this, this locker room of players and coaches coming together, liking each other, you can't be that one guy who's like, oh, I'm, I'm not about this right now. 
And Harvey's always wanted to compete at a high level. So if you could compete again now, for the match to be that, you get, you get no in the garden, you get to go out ahead of him. Right. So if you get accept, oh, I'm I'm the guy who gets to keep it together. I know I know I know Noah and Jacob are gonna be good stars. Let me follow up with that. If you if you could like change his approach to the game, which you think he is, he almost was forced to have because the last two years are just terrible. Right. It's a win-win for the Mets, and he looks a little skinnier. Yeah, you know he he looks a little bit fresh. A little more, yeah, a little more. You know, you like to see that out of a guy. All right, so before we flip over to the Yankees, let's talk real because you know a lot of a lot of positive things being talked Quick about. Quick question about Yeah, if he continues this as a decent year. Um, do the Mets offer him anything? I think the Mets will look to retain the man, but the Mets are frugal as hell, man. You know, we all know this. The Wilpons are not here to break the bank. Yeah. They're not trying to spend a lot of money. Realistically, in this case with Matt Harvey, it could totally help them, right? I can't imagine them offering him more than like three or four years. Like he's not getting this eight-year deal or five-year, no. six-year deal. No he's pitcher getting, should. No, exactly. No pitcher should, and especially one with a history like his now. Two to four years. Maybe uh, throw him some extra bones here. You know, we've been paying 13, him 13, 15 million more than you can, you can get more than anywhere else. I pitch him like a he might. like a Texas Ranger, like a, an Angel. I always pitch him as an Angel or a Ranger. One of those teams, but the Angels and Rangers are, are two teams who are not shy of spending. No, right. So like, if he hits the market, has a great year, and some other team offers him five years, I like the, see, the, see the Angels later. right now, the Angels are gelling right now, and they yeah. got a, a good Matt Harvey, their fourth starter, their starter. I'm not gonna so much about Altani, but man, that guy's. Oh man, show hot off the start. Show high, man. Yeah. It's funny, uh, the Ichiro comparison just based off of heritage comes up. And Ichiro had this horrible, horrible spring before yep. his first season, and so did Shohei Otani. You know, and you hear or you you read at least some of some of the baseball writers like, Oh man, he's not meant for the league yet, he's not ready. And then he comes in three home runs and two great starts. Almost perfect game, yeah. <laughs> it's fun really, to watch. Fun really baseball's fun, but it's staying in the American League here. Wait, hold on. Before we go to the Yankees, I want I just want to get this. Now that we just got all that positive crap out of the way with the Mets, right? They're seven and one, eight and one. You're waiting for the shoes to drop, two. right? Let's still project a reasonable season for the Mets, right? So they got a hot start, but let's mm-hmm. put on our totally unbiased hat. Not that you have a biased hat, but I might. Where can you see this team towards the end of the season? What is a, a realistic win total number, and are they competing for playoff? And you have to take a landscape with the National League. So, getting national is better. Right, even though we just swept them um, over the long haul. Over the long haul. Um, who's in the West? Uh, the Dodgers. Dodgers, Giants, uh, Giants uh, um, Diamondbacks, Rockies, Cardinals, Brewers. Like Those are the teams you have to compete with. So let's see uh, two months from now where they where they are in the standings. Because, again, we just said, if they're gelling, and this team was in the World Series, what, two, three years ago? Yep. And they didn't, like, the core is still there. And you were supposed to compete last year, and the year before that, and nothing has changed from probably internally. They still think they could be a playoff team. Right now, I'm not saying the general managers made the moves. You know, for me, I always thought the match. If you're in a World Series, you have these young pitching that you cheap pitching, build around that pitching, but they didn't. So they got you know doing it the hard way, and mm-hmm. if it worked out for them, it worked out for them. Right. So off that. I, I pretty much agree with you. You got, got Robles hysterical, by the way. <laughs> Hansel Robles? <laughs> yeah. Uh, emoji <laughs> pointed up. I, my favorite thing in the world. Um, looking at the rest of the National League, right? Teams like the Cubs, you expect to compete. The Brewers are better than last year. The Cardinals should be better than last year. And then you have the kind of a three-headed monster last year in the National League West with the Diamondbacks, Rockies, and Dodgers. And you're going to expect them to, to compete again. And how many times has it happened where a team comes out so hot and then they just really settle down. Or vice versa. A team comes out really slow, and by the All-Star break, they're right back in the thick of things. Mm-hmm. So, Mets fans, tread lightly. Don't completely change your expectations off of the first week of baseball. Because Fair. this team is still probably close to a 500 team to a handful of games above 500. Right? If all things go well... It's not easy to do. They're still not the, they're not the best team in the division. No. And the Phillies are better. The Braves are better. The Marlins stink. The Phillies and Braves are going to come up real soon. They have and, legit talent. And they're young, so you expect them to get better over the season. Yeah. The Mets are old. Can Adrian Gonzalez hit hit like this for a full year right now? Can Todd Frazier not bat 220 for a full season? No. That's where, that's where the real questions start yeah. to come in. The catcher's, with a, catcher's a black hole. Catcher's right? kind of a black hole. I mean, they've yeah. been a little better yeah. lately uh, this year so far. You need photo to do like you did last year. You need to you know, hit. 280, 30 home runs. You need Nimmo to 
you know, full out. You right. Need, like you, and you need, you need Rosario to hit 290, 300 like he's right now. It's, every, it's hard to do. And you need regular Jay Bruce to hit 30 home runs pretty yeah, much. And then you, and on top of that, you need, you're pitching to stay healthy. Right, which is the hardest thing. Yeah, we I all know how's that. How's doing? I thought I thought he was has, the other day. Four saves already. It, yeah. Four saves. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's doing his thing. He he didn't really have a season last year for yeah. Amelia. He was basically hurt all year. Um, so let's uh, let's make a little just a little prediction here. Go ahead. Do the Mets make the playoffs? I have an incomplete on that. I'll say no because you know, this is ten games. They could, right. They could do it with any ten games. Com- fan. So I'm, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stick my position. No, but hey, ask me a month from now. Right. Like, remember the Yankees last year? So let me ask you this. Remember the Yankees last year? Oh, when it's going to stop, and they just kept rolling, kept rolling. Are the Mets playing meaningful baseball in August? I mean, I guess same answer, but by the look of it, yeah, they should be. Yeah. All right. Or would you be upset if they don't? If they're not playing meaningful baseball, like if they're not in, in five games, if they're not on the screen when they show okay. the wild card race, like I'm going to be disappointed. That's a good. Uh, I I don't good metric. I'm I'm, I'm really, metric over here. Yeah, right. I'm trying to do my best to, to hedge my expectations here, and I just look at the Nationals. They're going to be better, right? Then the Cubs are going to probably win the division. Then Brewers and Cardinals are going to be competing for a wild card, and then two of those three teams in the West are going to be competing for a wild card as well. I just want the Mets to be on the screen. That's my that's my goal for the 2018 yeah. season. Um, all right. So any questions or any statements with the Mets? Any any takes you got? You think maybe we're treading too lightly? Maybe you think the Mets are going to win the division? You hit us up on Sport Blog NYC. That's at Sport Blog NYC on Twitter. Hit us there with your takes on the New York Mets and the New York Yankees, which we're about to talk to them right now. Yep. So Phil, five and five. What does it feel like? It's it's just five and five. But what does it feel like? All right, five and five is good. Um, it's an ugly five and five like we mentioned before. You feel like it should have been eight and two, seven and three. Mm. Um, Aaron Boone making some questionable calls, taking pitches out too early, putting the wrong pitchers in. Um, but you know, it falls down to Stanton is not, you know, not doing well. <laughs> put it uh, like that. Yep. <laughs> Gary Sanchez has two hits in eight games. He missed a couple. The, yeah, but that has been. I feel like that. No one's been talking about that at all. I was talking about Sanchez. Um, Excuse me, judges stand striking out. Guy mm. has two hits, and he's probably a, a one of our important players. Um, DD, he's the man right now. He's my favorite Yankee. He's, he's man. probably I the say, best I Yankee. Say it every day. I bought him. One, I bought a shirt of his the other day. Nice. Um, the pitching doing well. You know, Severino Tanaka really good. Greg is Greg goes Greg goes a lot of pitches. Uh, he works a lot. Gray. Uh, Montgomery got hit up the other day, and CC. I I like CC a lot, but I'm very fair with him. Right, he's not gonna give you, you know, twelve, thirteen wins, three ERA. It's not gonna happen. He's gonna get hit. So I, moving forward, do Yankees get a pitcher? Probably, mm-hmm. I would think so. But again, Gary Sanchez is batting. Let me pull it up here. He's batting point oh six three. That's Gary Sanchez. Two hits. Sheesh, that's, that yeah. ain't good. All base percentage point oh nine one. Like that's just not gonna. That's, that's not, not gonna. gonna, gonna that's not no matter gonna, what happens. Well, no, that, that, that's not gonna cut up. That's also not gonna continue. Yeah, like exactly. he is such a talented you're, hitter. You're five and five, and this is going on. Right. So that's part of my point. That's Ties in a turn. What do you think? You led me right up for this layup here. Yankees fans all over the place. I even poked fun at some people on Twitter today. Uh, they've been freaking out a little bit. Not you. Like I said, you you do a very good job of staying rational. But Yankee Thank fans you. all over the place are are freaking out, right? And if these games have felt so bad, excuse me, I don't think they're freaking out. Or they're just frustrated, right? That's yeah. that's very fair. They're not freaking out because most people with any sort of a head on their shoulders knows the Yankees will be better than what they've been. But that being said, with the, all the frustration that's come in the first ten games of the season, they're five hundred. It's not like they're two and eight. It's yeah. not like they're the Tampa Tampa Bay Rays right now. They're five and five. They're chilling. They have had John Carlos Stanton crap the bed multiple times. Yep. Aaron Judge crapped the bed a couple times. And Judge is doing well. Well, yeah, I'm just saying that one it's game. Base is 438. You know, the, he did it against walks, but yeah, the other day the you, base you, is loaded. Base, double play. Base is loaded. Um, saying seven six bottom twelfth. You got Judge Stanton coming up. Base is loaded. No outs. Right. right. Something has to happen here. That's a Mets move. You, right you got to put it in the air. You got to put it. In. Aaron Judge whiffs and the ball hits the tip of his bat goes to the pitcher. I don't think I've ever seen him hit a ball to the pitcher like that before. Ever. No. Ever, ever. His, he gets a his dribbler. Is usually the massive man gets a dribbler to the pitcher. He had a 1-2-2-6 one, one, two, two, double play. And the Santa strikes out in the, in the ball game. Unbelievable. It was rough. And you run that in a video game, any simulation, that does not happen. Right. So, like, that's super frustrating. Yeah, maybe a double play, but not a, a pitcher to the catcher to the catcher to the race, but that's unbelievable. 
Yeah, and then a strikeout to boot oh, for the fifth of the day for Giancarlo Stanton. That might happen in the simulation. <laughs> <laughs> that might happen, unfortunately. Uh, so five and five, right? It feels a lot worse than an actual big is. series down in Boston. Huge. Do you do you like that they're playing Boston so early? Um, yeah, I mean, gotta play the whole division early. All right. So yeah, um, we got Sale Tanaka, and last year Tanaka outpitched Sale and Fenway in April. So I feel like the pitchers are gonna live up to the hype. They're gonna set their game up. Hopefully, it's a wake up call to the team now. It has to be. Yeah, right? you got Sale, a lefty, San, Judge and Sanchez. Hey, let's go. I know. I know it's Chris Sale. So my question is, but hey, let's, let's wake up. Do you think this wake up call can be good for Giancarlo Stan or just adding pressure to the fire? Well, as you said before, the rest of us are eight and one. If you get swept here, you're like eight games behind the loss column. Yeah, it's all about the before, loss before before tax day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all about the loss column or this early in the season. And uh, Alec Argento who's on the podcast all the time. He says this. Uh, every season, every beginning of the baseball season, he goes, you can't win, you can't make the playoffs in April, but you can miss the playoffs in April. The Mets a couple years ago. Last year. 12 12 wins in a row? Yeah. Yeah. And it it can really set you up. So, yeah, it may be really early, but that's why Yankee fans calm down a bit. You know, five and five. Mm -hmm. Five and five. I I, I hate to say this, though, Phil. I've uh, I've enjoyed the Yankees kind of the Yankees fans, I should say. Because okay. I, I kind of root for you guys. I don't mm-hmm. really care. It's a win-win for me. If you guys lose, I get to make jokes. Yeah. And if you guys win, it's exciting. So yep. I don't really care. But I, I poked some fun today. Um, I do have a question. Go ahead. The outfield was supposed to be this deep, deep thing where you had so many people, so many bats, yeah, and Jace all this Peterson stuff. Playing left. And yeah, and now Jace Peterson. Well, I think, I don't know, me, I don't know much that I what um, mentioned this in the pre- playoff, in the pre- sorry, the preview. The one thing that stopped Yankees is injuries, like any other team. Just like the Mets last year. Just like the Mets last year. The Mets had the pitching, you know, after hitting. Um, are Stan and Judge, Garner, still there. Frazier hasn't come back yet. Hicks should be coming back soon, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not bringing Floriel up. They're not bringing, like, he's, like a Frazier again that kind of hurts him a lot. He'd be the guy right now. Um, Tyler Wade is kind of utility, but he's playing second base, third base. Because Drury's uh, um, out. He yeah. might have some long-term health issues. Exactly. So... Yeah, bring Jace Peterson up, hold the four down a little bit, um, and Duhar's up. I, I, if one more person goes down, they're, they're going to bring Torres up. They have to. Yeah. So these prospects who we, in the preview, were like, we don't know if and when they'll come up, right? We're saying like, oh. Phone's going to ring real soon. They'll wait for that extra year of uh, control. They're yeah. going to bring them up later. But now. Was it 12, got, ga- 12 games in? You get one more year? I'm not sure exactly. Something but. Like they may they may have to come up a little sooner than yeah. expected. Do, does that frighten you a little bit that you're going to be putting uh, expectations on the likes of Andujar and Torres, and if Frazier comes back, I don't think so because before they got Drury, before they got um, Walker, we expected them to play sooner rather than later. So you know, I'm I'm ready. Um, it, it's amazing to me at the the drop off between pitching of Major League and Triple A. And Duhar's hitting like 340 in major in the minors, and he's been yeah. like one something now. It's the <laughs> The difference of pitching must be incredible. I mean, it's it's not usually just speed either, right? Like, there's guys in AAA who throw 95. Yeah, it's just the eyes, the patience. Those guys don't the approach, nail corners. The situations, yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, it's be interesting. Is there any one guy on the Yankees so far who has impressed you that you didn't expect? Well, our boy DD. Mm-hmm. And like I said, from the, um, my X Factor at the beginning of the year was Brett Garner. Now, he's not getting these uh, crazy at batting average, but he's. On base 347 is a leadoff hitter behind Judge and Stan. You think he's doing his job well, good enough. Uh, he, has five, he, he has 10 hits, uh, 7 RBIs, um, sorry, 3 RBIs, but he's getting on base. He's striking out a lot, but again, the 347 uh, on base with Judge, Stan, Sanchez, DD behind you, you're doing, you're doing a good job. Oh, yeah. And Brett Garner, keeps, uh, he's the heart of the Yankees team. He's the longest tenure Yankee. I'm very impressed by Brett. Uh, obviously, DD, you know, one of the best shortstops in the game right now. Yeah. So yeah, DD and the two, the two lefties, DD and Garner. You know what I want to ask you about? And, and Chapman has played pretty well. Yeah, for sure. And with the bullpen, you know, your arguably biggest strength entering the season has been a little bit uh, flimsy yep. to start off. Yep. That's just something that you you take for granted. You can bet on to be better. Yeah. More so even than the hitting, I think. Yeah. The bullpen has too much talent to keep struggling. Uh, but one more thing on DD, I mentioned uh, before the season that I thought it, would be, it could be interesting to even put DD in the leadoff hole, right? And the one thing of pushback was that he doesn't walk very often. Uh-huh, I agree. He is now looking like a disciplined hitter up there. He has yeah. nine walks already this season, the same as Aaron Judge. He's also a, a run driver. He is a run driver. So I, I like him. And I, if Judge is staying, continuing to strike out, they're going to have to split him up with DD. Yeah. They're going to have to. 
Yeah, but DD fourth, DD third, and Stanton fourth. Because it comes down to that. Okay, if, if Gardner's batting, Gardner's doing, excuse me, um, three forty seven, Judges four thirty eight on base percentage, they should be on for DD. Right. DD could hit any any anyone get. And if DD's not striking out like them, it comes back to just the simplest thing of baseball: is putting the ball in play. Yeah. Creates action with runners on base, and if you know, if Brett Gardner's on base every every time, and Judge and Stanton are striking out, they're not even moving them over. They're not setting up the rest of the team. If we're saying this, hopefully Aaron Boone is saying the same thing. Yeah, Aaron Boone. So a uh, quick quick grade right now for Aaron Boone and Mickey Calloway before we move on to some NBA stuff. We ran a poll, um, the first series, I think, with a B or C, led the league for Boone. Uh, you got to give him a C, C plus right now. Nothing is jumping off the page to me. A, a great moment. No. You argued, he navigated through that. Uh, we've had some exhausting games in New York so oh, yeah. far. Absolutely. And they've navigated pretty well. But I think, you know, nothing dropped off the page right now in 10 games. Oh, Aaron Boone, he really won that game right there. Hasn't had that moment yet. It, it, it's coming. And we, uh, I me and, me I like and you. See. Me and you were big on Girardi. I was. Now, I get why he wasn't returned. I feel like the whole the voice got stale. He was a player's coach or whatever. Young players around. But now you're taking for granted the experience and just the managerial skills Girardi had. Especially when it comes to bullpen. Bullpen. So, you know, I was... I'm rooting for Boone. I understand why he was hired. I understand why Girardi was hired. But now Yankees fans who criticized Girardi for all these years, now, hey, this is what we had. And this is what we have now. Exactly. So, I mean, you got to give him some time. Yeah. You got to give him some time. Does Mickey get an A? That's why you – well, hold on. You give Aaron Boone the C because he has room to grow. He has things to learn, yeah. obviously. So, you got to expect some good things out of him. And, and I mean – never how, been on the bench before. He's never been like, on a major league bench. Yeah. How is behind Frank Cohen for how many years? So, that's he, the difference there. He's right there. He's seen Give he's seen one of the the best do it for years. Um, Hall and, Famer. you know, Aaron Boone was in the booth. That's that's not the same, you know. It's so ba- it's ba- you're around baseball in a different aspect. Exactly. So for Mickey Callaway, I'm hard pressed to not give him an A. Yeah. And I'll point out one moment in the game Sunday night against the Nationals, extra innings. He with seemingly without hesitation, seemingly just like he knew the situation was coming. He intentionally walked two batters in a row to load the bases with Seth Lugo on the mound, and. I mean, it, it worked out swimmingly, and you got to give props to Seth Lugo for getting out of the jam. But just just like the 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 lack of hesitation and just Mickey Callaway saying, "Yep, walk that guy, walk that guy, boom, let's get it." That was like a little thing that, as a Mets fan, I saw that, and I was excited that this guy doesn't seem afraid of the moment. This guy doesn't seem like he is going to be too challenged um, in, in big moments, and and that's exciting. He has swagger. He has an edge. I got him an A. How, how can you not give him an A so far? Yep, exactly. Hard not to. I see now two three weeks. See where he has. Yeah, I was gonna say let's go uh, over under one month until the Yankees have a better record than the Mets. <laughs> well, hopefully, man, hey. for my sake. <laughs> you guys had a good one last year. Come on, Matt, you gotta share the sugar, spread the wealth over here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't wanna. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, again, at Sportblog NYC, give us your grades for Mickey Calloway and Aaron Boone. Tell us why on Twitter at Sportblog NYC or my personal Twitter is at Pete Kennedy with two Y's. And Phil, you want to shout out your personal? Phil DeMeo, D-E-M-E-O. You can always reach me or Phil at the Sport Plug NYC. Uh, well, not the Sport, at Sport Plug NYC. Yep. And then mine and his uh, personal as well. But now, that's enough about baseball. Do you know it is NBA playoff season? I can't wait. Coming up in like a week. It is very exciting. The Western Conference playoffs, Phil, is not at all set yet. There are five teams. Minnesota's the eighth seed right now. Yeah. And there are games going on as we speak, so I'll check up those scores um, as we go through. I believe they play the Kings and they play who else? You said you mentioned to me today. They play Kings and somebody. I'm forgetting off the top of my head. I'll pull it up as we we speak through it. But these are the teams who are still fighting for playoff berths. New Orleans Pelicans, San Antonio Spurs, Oklahoma City Thunder, Minnesota Timberwolves, and the Denver Nuggets. Uh, I think four of those teams played tonight, including the Spurs, Thunder, Timberwolves, and Nuggets. So we'll check those scores, see how they're doing at the moment. But is there a team here in that five that you would be upset to not see in the playoffs? Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. That's your team? Is it because they haven't been there in so long? Is it because the town's Butler duo? They, were, they duo? were top four seed for most of the season. I know they missed Butler. I want to see Towns in the playoffs. I want to see Butler. I want to see Dibs. I want to see the whole team in the playoffs. I, I don't think they can beat the Rockets, obviously, but um, I, will, I would be upset they didn't make the playoffs. Thunder. Yeah, that'd be crazy to make the playoffs. That's right? my that's my team, man. That is my team yeah. through and through. You know, if Anthony Davis and the Pelicans don't make the playoffs again, eh, we've been there before. 
I can live with that. I want to see them in. He deserves to be in. I agree. He totally deserves it. He's had an amazing season. If the Spurs don't make it, they've made it like 20 years in a row. Kawhi's out. I can live with that. You know, Russell the whole West- hour on Kawhi, man. It's so strange. Oh, gosh, it is so crazy. But if Russell Westbrook and Paul George and the Thunder don't make the playoffs. Carmelo. I'm not counting him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love my man Melo, but I'm just not counting him in that big three. The big three is Steven Adams, not Melo. Um, if they don't make the playoffs. If Russell Westbrook and Paul George aren't there playing the Warriors in round one, or if they got up to six, testament to the, the coach, dude, is it, is it Mello? Is it Westbrook? Is it like Mello hasn't been good? No, off the bat, Westbrook has been the worst three point shooter in the league, and there are, there are stretches of games where he won't shoot, and he'll be super efficient and have a great game, and then he'll shoot eight threes and What's go. What's the number? Is like we shoots like above four. Uh, I think it's three and a half or four. And attempts just, per game, flips. and he's twenty eight percent. Whole game flips. Yeah, it's it's insane. So for me, I I still want to see playoff Paul George. I want to see playoff Westbrook. If the Thunder Thunder against the Warriors, that'd be it'd be fun. Be Especially fun. if Steph's not back yet, that is a fun freaking yeah. series because Steph's impact on the Warriors has been felt since he's not that been there. Go, that can go six easy. Oh, man. Um, before we move on to our awards, that's what we're gonna spend most of our time doing here uh, for the rest of this podcast. But what are some of the dark horses in either? conference that uh excites you here and dark horses i mean you know anybody who's not the Cavs, raptors warriors or rockets mm-hmm. um i mean we're gonna put, better get some philly some love here really depends who they play um the heat they could, play, they could beat the heat right but the heat is just well coached it's just a good team it's very hard to count them out the heat but they don't have that one player that can take over a game so if you think about it philly beats miami then they play boston without Kyrie, and then look at that where, where is philly gonna go but Embiid has to play. In the and West, wait, hold on. That's also if the Kyrie list Celtics can beat Giannis and the Bucks, who have been super underwhelming this year. By yeah, the way. Beck, they need a coach. They just, they just need a, they need a leader and they need a structure in their team. Yeah, save time. Uh, in the West, Dame, I don't know, Dame and CJ. It's be very, very hard to guard. And I hope they play the Spurs. They can beat the Spurs. Yeah, and then they'll play the Warriors. And who knows, Steph's you know the whole question around the players would be Steph Curry's knee. Right? Yeah, I'm still spraying. So I'm very looking forward to what, who matches up the Warriors and who they got. Can Durant? Now we said this before, Durant's a necessity, not luxury. You know, he is now a necessity. The whole year has been necessity. Last year he was a luxury. Yeah. Last year, you know, Steph and Clay and Draymond could kind of almost just like play a little bit of a lesser role and really help Kevin get into the team, get into the offense, get into the swing of things. Now they're looking at him and saying, "Yo, dude." You need to get twenty five, eight, and seven for us to win. More than that, like it's crazy. Or or Clay Thompson now, he he is now thrusted into a position where he needs to score twenty five a game, yep. and, and and they're relying on the likes of of Nick Young and Quinn Cook. Quinn Cook, man, like that that is not the Warriors of the past three years. No. It's just not. People try to act like they're just going to walk to the, the the title again or walk to the the championship again. Steph, if Steph's not there, even even this day, that's hundred percent. And it's just me perfectly. I need the, the Rockets to get James Harden, Chris Paul, Tony. Hey, this is your this is the opportunity. You might not gonna get sixty four wins ever again. You might not be the one seed ever again. Right. Um, Plays Khalid, Capella Khalid, like just Chris just, Paul, Chris Paul Khalid, just a lot. You can't take it for granted. So I think the pressure's off of Mike D'Antoni and the Rockets. Absolutely, and Mike D'Antoni and James Harden and Chris Paul all do not have the greatest playoff reputation. Unfortunately, no. uh, is that something that when you hear? Debates about James Harden when people just go straight to the playoffs. Like, oh, he chokes in the playoffs every year. Is that something that that you put uh, value in, or do you think it's more of like a fluky thing? He's actually had some good moments. Where do you land on expectations for I him think, in the playoffs? I think he's one of the best regular season players we've ever seen. Our generation, uh, but again, NBA especially comes down to can you make the finals? Can you do this? It's it's unfair, but it's true. Mm-hmm. It's totally true. <laughs> so last year, excuse me, the Spurs he just disappeared. And it's going to be very, very hard to shake that, that reputation unless he makes the finals and beats the Warriors. And the difference from James Harden this year to last year, not even talking about stats or MVP or anything like that, he has been sitting out a few games in the past week or so. And the one thing with the Spurs last year, he looked fried. Sorry, yeah. After beating Westbrook and the Thunder in the first round, he looked fried. Mm-hmm. So hopefully this year, a little more pep in a step, a little bit of support from Chris Paul, Clint Capella, Eric, Eric Gordon has been fantastic yep, this year. Ariza. Uh Ryan, it's a very nice squad. If you not look, not looking up games. the actual odds of Vegas right now, because I, I don't know what they are off the top of my head. Rockets, Warriors, Western Conference Finals. Who do you give the initial edge to? Steph, Steph's healthy. 
So that'd be the Warriors. Has to be the Warriors, right? Is it what, I, the fourth finals in a row? Yep. Yeah, has to be. I, I think that's I think it's fair. I think it's fair and I agree. Um all right, man. You want to get into these awards? Let's go. Let's do it. Um So me and Pete Pete and I, we wrote down uh, our MVP, coach of the year, rookie of the year, he did defensive player of the year. We did our first three all all NBA teams. So we don't we haven't discussed who we wrote down. Nope. Um so we have a little you know, canter about that. Could be could be similar, could be very could be different. similar, could be not. Um <laughs> wanna start the MVP? Uh, that is the big one. So let's do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to go? You want to go first? I'll go first. I picked Harden with LeBron right behind him. I think it's a popular pick. Uh, giving Harden like the the Kobe Bryant treatment, like the Kevin Durant treatment. Okay, he has to get one MVP in his career. Right. If it's not this year, when's it gonna be? But if you talk about the best player, it should have been last year. It should have been last year. <laughs> yeah, we said that too. <laughs> but if we're going uh, game by game, watching an impact on the game, LeBron is playing unbelievable basketball. Yeah. So again, he's the Tom Brady, LeBron James. You can just give it to him every year if you want to, but Harden pretty much a lock for this year. I agree. I have Harden as well. Uh, and just for the point of no one here disagreeing with us, I'm going to bring up one of the points that I hear a lot. One of my friends texted me today, and I, I tweaked out a little bit. So a lot of people are turning to this argument. Oh, if you take James Harden off of the Rockets, they're still a playoff team. They're still pretty good. Take take LeBron James off the Cavs, and they stink. They're horrible. They're not even a playoff team, right? And this is exactly why I think that is a horrible argument. You're taken away from a guy who has been the best player on the best team, right? So, yeah, sure, James Harden comes off the Rockets. Maybe they're not the one seed, and they're fighting with the Pelicans, Spurs, Thunder, and Timberwolves for the 5-8, through eight, right? Every baseball team, though. You exactly. Take the best player off the team. Right, so you take the best player off any team, it's going to make a drastic difference. Why are we trying to criticize a guy who is making his team not only just good, but the best team in the league. Yeah. How is that? Like That's not an argument. Yeah, all right, take the LeBron off the Cavs, and they're a lottery team, right? Take the Mont Rose off the Raptors. They're not a good team either. Yeah. So it's a silly argument, and it really bothers me. And people are trying to say that it's more impressive to take a non-playoff team to a four seed than to take a five seed or a six seed or a four seed to the, the best team team in the league mm-hmm. so if you try to come at me with that argument it makes no sense there's no validity there Harden means as much to the team as any other star I just if people, not more. I think people just don't like Harden because his reputation is not defense not a hard player but the guy deserves MVP this year this man has an ISO percentage right of an unreal thing I, I forget off the top of my head I tweeted about it a little while ago uh, I think it's like 30% or something like that 30% of this man's plays are coming on straight ISO just here's the ball Run a pick and roll, run a one on one, make your kick, make your points. He's scoring 11 points per game off of isolation. That means solely right there. So that 20 he, points on free throws. He, he can't be stopped. Throws. He yeah. can't be stopped. I feel I, I, I like Jay Tony. I hope he, hope he continues this in the playoffs. I hope, we, I hope we see him unleashed in the playoffs. I couldn't agree more, man. I think he deserves it. Uh, unfor- one of the unfortunate things, I think one of my LeBron fan friends told me today he goes i think voters are going to be slightly biased whether they know it or not because they kind of realize now that harden deserved it last year yeah because realistically russ has like same he, stats he's basically going to average triple double again yep his team's going to be the same record basically as last year mm-hmm. and harden's having a better season than he did last year so i think the voters are going to lean towards him and i think that's a good thing a little uh, media hype last year and it's a little bit of a makeup we we uh we we, we spent that out last year we mean you both wanted Harden to win. We did. Um, do you make anything out of LeBron James having one of the worst months of his career? Is he? In, no, no, not right now. In the season, oh. in January. No. Like, does that bother you? No. In his MVP uh And he's more impressive race. what he does. His whole body of work is just incredible. Again, I'm not the biggest LeBron fan. Mm. Stupidly impressive. This is how I felt last year. I wanted Harden. I thought he deserved it. But if Russ won, I totally, totally understood. That's kind of how I feel now. Mark was a, like a time stamp in time, a time stamp. Right. Like, you look back five years from now, oh, that was the Westbrook season. I get it. And if Harden doesn't win MVP this year, this 65 win Rocket team, best team in the league, what are you going to remember them by? Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, unless they go on and win just a championship. Three, three, three points. Three if LeBron wins, we're just going to remember. A shit show where they traded Isaiah Thomas. They they brought in these new players and it worked for a minute. Then it didn't work, and then they were hurt. And then he was doing it all by himself. And then Kevin Love came back, and all of a sudden the Cavs started winning games yeah. again. You know How what about I mean? That? So it, it, I I just think there's too much up and down with the Cavs season and LeBron's season, even though he's been spectacular, mm-hmm. to not give it to the best player on the best team, James Harden, and thirty points a game. Third place probably be Anthony Davis. Yeah, and then Dame Lillard four. Yep. 
And I, I like Demar. Demar should get some love. That Demar, Demar, uh, Demar, Giannis, Russ, KD, Curry will all probably get those end fifth place, fourth place votes. Yeah. And even though Curry only played uh, fifty games. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to Coach of the Year. I'm gonna go first here, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of torn. It's a tough thing for me. I've been tweeting about this a little bit you're here gonna, and there. You pick your boy. I am picking my boy, yeah. Quinn Snyder, uh-huh. Utah Jazz, baby. Mm-hmm. Utah Jazz clinched the playoff spot before Anthony Davis led Pelicans, before the Spurs by, led by Pop, the Westbrook and Paul George Thunder, the Timberwolves, the Nuggets. They clinched, right? Mm-hmm. Led by a rookie, Donovan Mitchell, Joe Ingles, Rudy Gobert, who missed you know uh, almost a third of the season. Ricky? Ricky Rubio. And I'm saying Joe Ingles set twice because he's <laughs> he's that awesome. Yeah. Um, Quinn Snyder preaches defense. He makes his team play hard as hell. Dante Exum's come back from injury now. He's important in the rotation. They've been on a tear. They won like 23 of 25 at one point They're in the second half of the season. Lost Gordon Hayward. Then they, and they lost Gordon Hayward, yep. and that was exactly it. That's my straw between giving it to Brad Stevens. So, yeah, the Celtics and the Jazz both lost Gordon Hayward this year, technically, if you want to look at it like that. Yeah, very true. But Brad Stevens still had Kyrie Irving, Jalen Brown, yep. and – Horford. You know, Al Horford, another guy who's a stud. If Brad Stevens wins, he completely deserves it. He's been awesome. He's even my second pick. Even in Kyrie's absence, the Celtics still compete. Terry Rozier, Shane Larkin, he has them playing well. He's probably the best X and O coach, one of the best. 100%. But my my pick, I have Queen Snyder. Oh, man. No, no, I'm going to go Brett Brown. Okay. Nice. Phillies were in 50 games. People said before the season, no, they they made the playoffs. Their over-under was 41. Are they going to, like, just a year? I mean, give them one more year. Yeah, Brad Simmons playing like a hybrid of Jason Kidd and LeBron James. Um, but well, the big season was Joel Embiid played fifty something games. That's really why they're here. But he has that team like a machine right now. I need to win what twelve straight, thirteen straight. Darius Arch playing unbelievable. Got Rocco on the wing. Um, Simmons, JJ Redick, best signing of the offseason in my he's opinion. Been, he's been awesome. They got, that team is really good. Um, he deserves it. He went to hell with that team. He he was the process. He stuck in there. He put a philosophy in his team. It's blooming right now. Um, who knows the future is for this team? They had a couple more pieces, but right now there are 50 wins. Philadelphia 76ers, Brett Brown, my coach of the year. I love it, and I'm glad you brought up Brett Brown because you've heard me on this podcast before talk about tanking in the NBA and how I'm not the biggest fan of it because people look at the process and the Philadelphia 76ers and Ben Simmons, MB, yada, 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 and but say, they oh, miss, they miss them. that's what you got to do, right? They miss them well, they miss them for. And then I say, okay. Look at the standings. Williams. You can see the Suns and the Magic and now the Bulls and the Knicks. They're in this endless cycle where they can't get out because they don't have the culture. They don't have a winning culture. They're not playing hard. Can't just turn it on. Brett, it's not, it's not Brett Brown, switch. over the past three or four years, has still had this team, whether they have talent now or the past three years when they had zero talent, they played so hard every night. All the testament of that goes to Brett Brown. I think that's a fantastic pick. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he's definitely streaked up with his 14-game winning streak for the coach of the year. I love it. That's great. Mm-hmm. Let's go to our rookie of the year. I'm keeping it in Philly. You're going to keep it. I don't know if you pick your boy Mitchell or Simmons. It's, two, it's a two-man race. In my opinion, it's, it's a little unfair that Simmons is qualified as a rookie because he was around the lead for a year, traveling to the team, practicing, just being a professional, right? I mean, Ben Simmons criticized the, the college basketball a lot recently, oh, yeah. a lot. So I think the reason why, I mean, obviously he's you know, utterly talented. But I think I give a big credit to what he's doing now because he's around the league for a year. I didn't, but you know, it's, he's still qualified, and it's probably hard to find, say he's not rookie of the year the way he's playing. Unless the rule gets changed, which I'm, I don't know if it, I don't know if it will. I don't know if it will either. He's the rookie of the year. Yeah, like he has. This also goes back to the Harden thing. So this is a a dual argument here. If you're leading the race for like seventy five percent plus of the season, and then the other guy, you know, really comes on strong at the end. A stronger 25% shouldn't kick you over for the other guy having three quarters of a season better than you. Mm -hmm. And Ben Simmons, since day one of this season, has been impacting the 76ers as, if not their best player, their second best player. And they've been in the thick of things for a while. Isn't it crazy, though? Like, rookie of the year NBA in 2018 has not shot one three. He shot one. It was a half-court heave. Okay. (laughs) Count it. I don't like how that counts, by the way. Right? Crush the percentage. Yeah, shouldn't. But yeah, um, do you want to make a case for your boy Mitchell? Yeah, I'll make a case for my boy Mitchell. Um, I'm I'm voting Simmons in my hypothetical vote, but my case for Donovan Mitchell is he has been the cog offensively uh, for the Utah Jazz, which I just went mentioned why Quinn Snyder's a coach of the year. Should have been a Nick. 
Shoulda, coulda, woulda. I, no. I said that on, on the pod before the draft last year. The Knicks liked him, but they were afraid to pick him because he was projected 14th. Um, anyway, Donovan Mitchell, 20 points per game. His playmaking throughout the season has only increased. He shoots, he dunks, he plays defense. And he he does it all. Yep. He really does it all. The reason why Simmons, I think, gets it is the the mixture of just absolute floor general and the and the vision and the passing. But Donovan Mitchell has not seen a shot he doesn't like. And he takes big shots. He takes fadeaways. He takes on-the-move three-pointers. He takes all the shots that, like, Damian Lillard will take. I'm not sure if I mentioned that. And that is impressive. I've compared him to Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade with a better jump shot. Dwayne Wade with a three. Yep. Dwayne Wade with a wedding. That's what he reminds me of. He, he kind of reminds me of Lillard at this point with yeah. a little bit less playmaking. But the way they're so bouncy, the way they're kind of undersized, but it doesn't look like it until you just see him stand next to somebody. Mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell's strong. Donovan Mitchell is only going to get better. And he has been the offensive cog on a Utah Jazz team that last year, even with Gordon Hayward, struggled to score at times. 47 wins right now. It's impressive. He's finished 50 wins, realistically. Close. 48-49. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Donovan Mitchell, man. Yeah. Got to shout out him. Um, you could talk a little bit about defense play of the year. I can't vote for this. I can't like I don't watch the games that closely. I'm really about chick stab. I give you Paul George, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green probably up there. Your boy Rudy Gobert. Mm-hmm. Those are the players I'm thinking about. Defense play of the year. Want to you know, continue that? You want to hear? This is this is gonna be a, a really hot take that doesn't. Ex- it's not a real take. It's just gonna be hot for fun. Uh, Andre Roberson of the Oklahoma City Thunder. He by default should just get like a pity vote because he got injured. Right as the Thunder were on an upswing Team and they were winning apart. games. And what happened was Paul George was getting all the hype of Defensive Player of the Year, right? But Roberson was guarding the best player. Paul George was helping off, getting steals, getting blocks, getting rebounds. Um, but Roberson went out, and now Paul George had to hop over to guard the best player on the opposing team. And it really threw off the swing of the Thunder. Mm-hmm. And everybody everybody likes to crap on Roberson. He can't shoot. He doesn't know what to do with the ball, yada, yada, yada. He... His absence. Players respect him. They know what he's. You know he's a real deal. His absence proved his worth uh, from the defensive standpoint. And how his defense outweighs his offense. So shout out Andre Roberson. But the the real candidates here are Paul George, uh, Rudy Gobert, Anthony Davis, KD, and K- and Kevin Durant yeah. as well. It's not Draymond Green this year. It's Kevin Durant for his rim protection. My my get my um my bet here is not. I'm trying not to be biased, but it's Rudy Gobert. Okay. It's Gobert because. The Jazz are known for defense. They're one of the few teams in the league who hold teams to just around 100 points. The only teams in the league who hold teams to 100 or less are the Jazz and the Spurs. The Jazz live up right now 100.1 points per game. They slow it down. He just alters shots. Even if his block numbers aren't there, watch a Utah Jazz game, and he is just making everybody uncomfortable. Uh, He also missed a chunk of games. I think he only played about 55. But when he came back from injury... That team switched. They went from being average as hell to being 23-2 and two in 25 games. Yeah. His presence is felt, and he can alter a playoff series. I hope he gets it. I think he deserved it last year, so I think it's a makeup year. Okay. It's a makeup year. Get Russ that. won MVP. Draymond Green won Defensive Player of the Year. They were both freaking, oh, my God. They were parading for the awards. Media they wanted Dolan. to win it so Media bad. Dolan. Harden and Gobert should have won it last year, and they're going to get their rightful awards this year. So I like it's it. Harden and Gobert. Uh, we, we didn't write this down before, but um, quickly off the top of your head, most improved and comeback player, I'm going Oladipo and Embiid. I don't know if uh, okay. counts. Yeah, sure. Comeback. I don't. Comeback player is not an award anymore. Okay. But in the hypothetical Baseball. award, Embiid, boom. Most improved at Old Depot. Uh, Old Depot is definitely the most improved. Yeah. He has to be. He's, right? on, my, he's on my ballot. When old team, he old went team. from being. For, is, that, is it is it most improved? Or like finally got his chance. I think it's a mixture of both. Yeah. Ma- Magic Old Depot is very young. It's, um, Thunder uh, Old Depot learned. But in one year, and he went. Cases, whatever Indiana's on his chest, Old Depot is just a monster. True. He went in one year. He went from the guy who wasn't good enough to help Westbrook to being good enough to lift a team to a five seed. Well, I thought it would be terrible. We all thought they were going to be terrible. We yeah. thought the Pacers were lottery Shout out to Nate lottery Gillen, bound. Uh, Pritchard over there in Indiana. Yeah, and and freaking Darren Collison has played like a, a full season of Miles decent Turner basketball. Well of Lance, make him dance. Yeah. Oh man, he's still fun to watch, man. Yeah. No, Old Depot has to be that guy. He has to be. And uh, shout out, shout out Rudy Gay. I guess, like, I don't know. He's been one of the Spurs' better players yeah. this year. But Bradley Beal, too. Bradley Beal, yeah. yeah we'll talk about him maybe right now. Um, I'm going to go to first team. Yeah, let's do it. All, all NBA first team. Phil, okay. start us off. I'm going to go James Harden. The locks for this were James Harden, LeBron, and Davis. Those are my locks. As well. 
No matter. They're locks. You can't, can't, can't argue against them. No, no, no one wasted bread. So one forward. So one forward, one guard. For the second. forward, you got to pick Durant or Giannis. And for guard, you could go a couple of different ways. My guard, my guards are Harden and Damian Lillard. For forwards, I have LeBron. I actually put Giannis over Durant. I okay. have Davis in my center. Nice. How about, how about you? I'm very close. I have James Harden, mm-hmm. Damian Lillard. Yep. LeBron James, Kevin yep. Durant, and Anthony Davis. Yep. So, so I, I swapped in Durant. I look at Giannis' stats. Durant's in better culture. Giannis just took the took the load off this year. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna I'm gonna reward him. He's, Durant's gonna get it. I tell you that. But Giannis, like, really want to see him get it. Uh, the only thing. Don't fucking yell at me, Kevin Durant's a blog boy. <laughs> blog boy. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. I'll build some podcast. Uh, Giannis for me. He's on my second team. Yep. I'll, I'll tip my hand here. He's my second yeah, team. One of my forwards. Durant's my second team. I didn't want to put him there. I didn't want to. His team has been too underwhelming for me. His effort defensively has been underwhelming for me. I watched a handful of games of the Bucks this year, and, and it's like he picks and chooses when he wants to play defense, and that doesn't work when you're the best player on a team. LeBron James does it now this year, and that's why another reason he shouldn't win MVP. But all the stars do that. You take plays off. You do that. But when you're the 6'10", 6'11", freak, freak. – <laughs> And you're playing next to John Henson as your as your center. Like you gotta step up on the rim protection. And you saw Kevin Durant do that this year. He was leading the league in blocks for a lot of the year. And Giannis and the Bucks underwhelmed me. And that's a big reason why he made my second team yeah. instead of my first, which yep. isn't that big of an insult. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, I'll read my second team. A little bit of a tough call for me on yeah, this now one. Now it gets tougher. The first kind of chalk. Yeah, first team pretty chalk for me. But this one got tough, and I don't know if this is gonna work or not. But I have Steph Curry. Okay. On my second team. Mm-hmm. I also have DeMar DeRozan, mm-hmm. Paul George, mm-hmm. Giannis Antetokounmpo, mm-hmm. and Joel Embiid. Yep. All right. Um, before we discuss, I have Russell Westbrook, DeMar, Durant, um, LaMarcus Aldridge, and Joel Embiid. Nice. Aldridge getting the shout. Yeah, he's been fantastic. You're going to hear year. his name later from me. He's on my third team. He's been fantastic. He's been the best player on the team. A, a team that kind of like, what the fuck happened? Like, what Kawhi, happened? Kawhi right? Leonard, like, what the out of all the adversity the Spurs never had, they had a lot this year, and the Aldridge has been their one consistent all year round. Yeah. And he's been, no, he, from where from getting what, rumorly requesting a trade in July to you know, having one of his best years as a professional, giving love to LA. Yeah. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge deserves it. Uh, also, he needs to be a little better late in games, if mm-hmm. you ask me. He needs to figure out how to. It's hard for a big guy. Do something. Yeah, he needs to do something different than yeah. take fadeaways yep. in the fourth quarter. Back to the basket. So um, I was he actually it out. Um, debating myself. Should I put Demar first team? Right. He's been fantastic. He's been. But Dame, Dame gets no love. We got show Dame some love here. So I put Dame over Demar. You you have Curry. I got Curry in my third team, maybe. I'm, I don't know. I kind of a question mark next to him. He's a question mark. Guy. Westbrook, again, the same stats last year, MVP. Pretty identical. He's Russell Westbrook. Put him on second team. And Embiid, I put Embiid over somebody else I'll get to. But Embiid's really a feel-good story. He's unguardable when he wants to be. So I have Westbrook, DeMar, Durant, Aldridge, Embiid. How about you? Let's talk about Embiid for a hot second here. He's played 63 games this year, right? So the first, like, 60% of the Played season. 33 games previously in his career. Right. So the first, like, 60% of the season, he wasn't playing back-to-backs, right? So say that's, I don't know, I'm not really sure, but say that's, like, seven games he missed just by not playing back-to-backs. Yep. And he started playing back-to-backs. Yep. And now these games he's missed in the past week or two have been from a non-related, very freak. No muscle strain. Yeah, no, very no. freak injury. Yep. So hypothetically, this man played, like, 70 games this year. Hypothetically. 63 is pretty damn close. But he played, like, 70 games. And he has been a rim protector, defensive stalwart, uh, and one of the most unstoppable a offensive players. A, ma- a matchup nightmare. What other team in the Eastern Conference has somebody who you're confident facing up with Joel Embiid for a whole I'm game? I'm saying that's why they're tiring the playoffs. They, we'll, we'll talk again when playoffs comes, but who m- wants to play them? Maybe, maybe like a, a mishmash of Abaka Valanciunas, but like that's not great. Yeah, you think Tristan, Tristan Thompson? Dribble. No. No. Kevin Love? No. Maybe Miles Turner. Miles Turner is a decent. Horford is a good defender too, but like that's just a good team defense yeah. too as well. You know, Aaron Baines is strong; he can bang the bodies with him. But Miles Turner might be a guy. There's not many guys in the Eastern no. Conference who are no. matching up with Joel Embiid. Nope. And that's just facts. Scary, very scary team. I want to talk about Curry though. What about, what about Whiteside? He's uh he's missed his share of games and no, oh in the playoffs as a yeah, matchup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 
and they have some, uh, some battles. Similar. I yeah. like that. I actually that would be fun. That would mm-hmm. be fun to watch. And uh, Whiteside is the type of guy who, when he really is locked in, he can be very good. Oh, he might have the bonus one. Uh, he's very frustrating. Oh, Hassan Whiteside. Yeah, yeah, he I'm could be. I want to talk about Curry though for a hot second. So he's only played 50, 50 games, fifty one games, right? That seems like it shouldn't be enough, possibly, to get you into the the all NBA like ranks. You mentioned before he's not eligible for um, points leader. He's not on ESPN points per game. He is not on the list, and that's because he doesn't qualify, I presume. Um, but I have to include him, and just for the same reason I mentioned, Andre Roberson's absence proved his worth. Rudy Gobert's absence proved his worth, and when he came back, the Utah Jazz really flipped the switch. Since Steph Curry's been out, the Warriors have struggled. I have a cool question then. Is it the game and why he's not first team? If he plays the same amount of games as Dame, who gets the first team over him in your eyes? Steph. Okay. So it's the games? Yes. Okay. It's the only thing holding him back. Okay. And the absence proves some more of his worth. So with Steph Curry averaging 26 points, shooting the way he does, having the impact without even touching the ball he has on the floor, it is more evident than ever with the way the Warriors have been playing. And... That is the main reason why I still include him in my All-NBA team. If he wasn't going to make it, yep. if he's not eligible, Who's your sub? my sub for him is Kyrie. So, spoiler, spo- spoiler alert, Kyrie Irving is not in my All-NBA team. Mine either. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I hope some Boston fans listen to this really Yeah, mad, really I love Kyrie. Angry. He's my favorite players. Really? So I'll go to my dirty team. Do it. Oladipo. I have Steph, parentheses, if not um, Bradley Beal. Okay. My uh, forwards, Paul George, Ben Simmons, and Cat as my center. Ben Simmons yeah. getting the all NBA. I, I was thinking knock. about putting Towns over in B because Towns is a fucking animal, too. Towns has been great. But, uh, we'll, put it, we, we'll give it B as level two, but Towns at three. I don't, I, did, I, did I offend you with no Gobert? No. Okay. Gobert did not make my cut okay. either. Um, uh, yeah, so my final team is Old Depot, Curry slash Beal. For me, if, like, if Steph's on my, on my second team, I kind of leave him off. He's second team worthy. So he's second team, first team, or bust. Yeah, if like for their team, I just give someone like Beal, or I'm trying to think somebody else who has really put their team on the back yeah. this year. I yeah. feel that you know so Bradley Beal's been playing like half the season without John Wall, mm-hmm. and they're still in the playoffs. Yeah, so I'll put right now. But Old Beal, Beal, uh, for George, Ben Simmons, Carl Anthony Towns. My final, uh, my third team All NBA is Westbrook, Old Depot. Shout out Old Depot, man. Jimmy Butler. See, I I feel my I was put him as forward over Simmons, but. Injuries and Simmons a lot of impact this year. Absolutely, and then I have Lamarcus Aldridge and I have Carl Anthony Towns as well. My Jimmy Butler argument is similar to the Steph Curry argument. Like you said when you mentioned how they would be a team you'd be very upset to see fall out of the playoffs, they were a surefire playoff team all season long. Jimmy Butler goes down with an injury. We almost think it's going to be season ending. It finds out it's not. He's back now. Thank goodness. This team wasn't the same without him. No, and I've been saying this with the NBA outsiders all season long. No matter what you can say to me about Carl Anthony Towns, God forbid you try to bring Andrew Wiggins' names into it, but <laughs> tell me whatever you want about Carl Anthony Towns. This is Jimmy Butler's team, and he is what makes them go. Carl Anthony Towns did a mighty, mighty fine job doing his absolute best, stepping up on defense with Jimmy's absence. This team goes with Jimmy Butler. Yep. And if he's not back, they are not a contender in the slightest bit. Mm-hmm. His impact has been felt like crazy. He still played just under 60 games, so it's not a, too big of a drop-off. And... 22 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists. Just defensive uh, grinder impacting Carl Anthony Towns on and off the court. Yep. He he needs to make the team for me. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, we're pretty much the same boat on a lot of these players. Yeah. So um, I'm happy with what we have. Uh, um, like I feel like Tristan like CJ McCollum could be there. Um, my boy Kemba Walker could be there. Um, Gobert, if he's been defensive player, should be an All NBA. Yeah, Nikola Jokic, even Mitchell, Mitchell, Mitchell deserves to be there. One thing I gotta talk about: we gotta get rid of these positions on All NBA team. Yeah, right? best five. It, it needs to be guard, guard, forward, forward. But forward. then, like the center wouldn't get love. The big guys wouldn't get love. But they would though, because think about Nikola Jokic. Like you need top fifteen if, players, people picking. If if the, NBA, I guess if but. centers can go in. Over who would forwards, pick, who would be in first team top five players? Like, would well, you pick? Would you have Giannis, LeBron, and Durant on there? Over like, nah, I would oh. still have da- Davis. Would still make it for me. Over no, I'm saying you you do take Dame off. Now I still think two guards, three, two smalls, three bigs, okay. or three like wings. I got like the um All Star game. Yeah, I thought the three has to live, but it's still the C, right? So you see? yeah, it's still that C. Like so, so for example, if uh there was no no just one center per team, I think I would put Jokic over Lamarcus Aldridge. 
Fair. Because Nikola Jokic is super impactful. He has he has you know he has this is a crazy stat. He has more triple doubles than dunks this season. That's absurd. He's not a very vertical player. He doesn't wow. jump very much. He has more triple doubles than dunks, and that's just that's just kind of crazy to me. Uh, he doesn't score as much as Aldridge, but he's still averaging 18 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists. I wonder where I our mean, boy uh, KP would have landed if he played. God damn. <laughs> Sorry to bring it up. God damn it. I honestly don't think he would have made it over. Um, probably would have made it over Simmons. Depends on the Knicks. I don't know. I mean, it depends. If, Simmons, it, if, if KP plays the rest of the season, the Knicks Simmons have 38 is, wins instead of 28. It's still the third season. It's hard to pick, you know. Uh, Paul George, maybe I don't know. Hopefully next year we play a team a little more fun. Yeah, for real. It was it was kind of chalky this year. That's okay. Yeah. Um, but I think that's all we got for today, Phil. Man, we, have, we covered all our bases. We did. Mets are officially eight and one eight since one. the game ended. Why we familiar? Always a tightrope with familiar. Oh uh, yeah, he likes to keep it interesting. Yeah. So does Chapman. So does so do all of them. Honestly, yeah. right? Uh, we got we got spoiled with Mariano Rivera. I'll tell you that. Oh my God, that is that is for sure. Yankees. Start up their series with Boston as uh, the day comes where you're listening to this podcast. Heard me sigh, but yeah, we're in Boston. It's going to be exciting. It should be a fun series. Really feel like that baseball uh, competitiveness in the air tomorrow. I really look forward to it. I really look forward to the Mets. Hopefully, continuing NBA playoffs Saturday or Friday. Um, I'm not sure. At least Saturday. Season ends Wednesday, so Saturday sounds right. Yeah, probably a couple uh, games during the day. Mm -hmm. Oh man, I can't wait. I I wish I did. They really messed up with me. Didn't do the um the MVP first round of the playoffs. I hate how they try to do the NFL awards thing. Yeah, it kind of grew on me a little bit after last year. It didn't uh didn't didn't like have it's this weird ominous thing over the playoffs. It's just too long, too like too far away from the playoffs. August. I feel that. Far. I feel it. I really do. It, it was really annoying last year, especially with the Russell Westbrook James Harden debate. Uh, but hey, man. Good stuff. Great job. Phil DeMayo, P. Kennedy, Sports Blog, New York Podcast. If you like what we've been hearing, don't forget to leave a little rating review. It's re- really easy, right? Very easy. Click some stars. Maybe yep. just drop a few words in there. Please. That would be real nice. We appreciate it. And we appreciate you coming in to listen every single episode. Thank you so much. Tell your friends. But I'm Pete Kennedy. I'm Phil DeMeo. Y'all have a great day. Let's go Yankees. And Mets.